Welcome to Recreate Parenting, the podcast from licensed therapist and author Roya Dato. We're going to talk about creative tools for more connection so that you can release fear and find joy in all of the places your kids take you. This podcast is especially wonderful for those of you who feel like your families don't quite fit the mold. Five-year-old behavior, confused. I have a feisty five-year-old little daughter. She's always been somewhat of a handful. She's very sassy, a little hard-headed, and really blunt and nonchalant about mostly everything. We have rules in my house that I reiterate daily, literally. I'm big on manners, so I expect yes ma'am, no ma'am, please, thank you, excuse me, etc. I expect her to do what I ask without a lot of huffing and puffing. Essentially, I don't ask her to do much. Small things like keep her toys tidy, clean up messes she makes, take care of her hair and her teeth. I do this for her, but she hates it, and I constantly explain to her hygiene is important. I expect her to respect others, to not be a bully, to be kind, use kind words, and overall, you know, just try to be a good person. We have these conversations daily because I want to instill these things in her. My daughter confuses me because she does things like this. Last night, she got into my phone and took over a hundred pictures with her middle finger up and her tongue out thinking she was cute. This morning, I asked her, I said, why did you take these photos? She said, I don't know. I said, well, are we allowed to be doing these kinds of things? And she said, no. I asked her if she knew it was wrong and she said, yes. Even though I preach these things to her, she still does these behaviors and she verbalizes that it is wrong, but seems as though she does not care. I'm at a loss here. People will think my kid has no home training when in actuality she does, she just does not care or acts like she doesn't. I don't know. What should I do? This is my favorite thing. When somebody says, like, I don't ask that much and then proceeds to list 100,000 bajillion things that they do ask of somebody. My kid doesn't have to do that much cleaning except for all of these things. I don't even know if this parent is honestly expecting that much, but the way that she's writing it out, um, that's a lot for a five-year-old. Now, I totally understand and completely agree with having kids who are living in a household, they're living in a community, you know, that they have some expectations on their comportment and on how they keep their space. Um, I don't think everything has to be a total free-for-all, even for little kids. But here's the interesting thing. Most little kids at some point in their like natural development want to be helpful. They also sometimes want to be completely destructive. That, that goes hand in hand with it. But the level of expectation that the person who wrote this seems to be asking for seems just above and beyond what is developmentally appropriate for a five-year-old. But it's not even the sheer number of things that this person wants a five-year-old to remember and perform every single day. It's the fact that if this five-year-old is not doing it, you know there's a lecture that's coming with every single one. She's talking about how she she reiterates it daily and every time she says this and she says that. And this is not an appropriate way of handling things for a five-year-old. In fact, reiterating things verbally like that is often not appropriate for any age. I think that's one of the most common things that parents come to me in my practice that like we have to work on is short and sweet. Most of the time your kids are going to get the message within the first three sentences, 10 seconds, however you want to measure it. It needs to be really, really short. 
if you keep going on and on, especially if it's something that feels like a bummer <laughs> or makes the kid feel at all, feel guilty or shamed or burdened, things like that, like that, that ick heavy feeling that lands on your shoulder, you know, short, super short and try very, very hard to keep it matter of fact. Don't heap the feelings on top of the thing. Say your expectation and leave it at that. I'm going back and rereading this and this mom is saying things like, I constantly explained to her hygiene is important. Yeah, you know what? If she didn't get it the first time, give it a year before you try to explain it again. All right? She either wasn't developmentally ready for it then, so the explanation isn't going to help, or she's not listening, so the explanation isn't going to help. You say your piece, like super, super short piece, say, oh, yep, brushing teeth, it's good for us, we don't want germs, and then move on. You don't have to keep doing it over and over and over again. So if this person were my client, I think we would spend quite a lot of time on just the parent's behavior, not the kid's behavior, but the parent. Like when the kid does something that you don't love, what is your response? Because a half an hour lecture every single time your kid is a little uh, feisty or sassy or whatever it is that she said at the beginning, it's too much time. It is too much time. Think about it, even as an adult, like at your job, right? If you did something, you messed up, you did the wrong thing, and your like, you know, supervisor came over and gave you a 30-minute lecture every single time something like that happened, you would feel so completely micromanaged. You would tune them out. You would not want to listen. You, at, at best, you would sit there like you'd get stony-faced. Your eyes would glaze over. You would just be waiting for them to end. That is a terrible place to put yourself as a parent. You don't want your kid's eyes to glaze over and have them just wishing for you to go away. That's not what we want. What we want is for them to like listen to our, our wisdom, right? To impart our knowledge. You gotta do it in little teeny tiny bite-sized chunks with a lot of time in between. There's a kind of interesting meta point here, I think, which is that the mom is doing all of this because she wants her kid to have manners. She wants her to be able to go out into the world and interact kindly and pleasantly with people and have good etiquette and things like that, right? Essentially, she wants her kid to be able to be respectful. I have a feeling, however, that even with all that good intent, that she's not actually modeling respect to her daughter. And what I mean by that is if... It goes back to the, um, like saying one thing that could be said in a minute, taking 20 minutes to say it, that's not really respecting that person's time. And it's not respecting their, I don't know quite how I say this, but like their openness, their receptiveness, right? You know, you know that mom is trying to tell her kid about how important teeth brushing is and the daughter is like fussing or pulling away or she is making it very, very clear whether it's verbally or non-verbally that she does not want to be there in that time, right? But by the mom continuing the lecture, continuing to tell her this thing that she doesn't want to hear, she's essentially saying, what I have to say is much more valuable and more important than your feelings right now. And while the content might be very valuable, yes, but forcing a kid to stay in that like captive audience situation is telling her, I'm not respecting what you want, what your preferences are, where you'd rather be. And so it's actually doing the opposite thing. It's not teaching her respect of people or space at all. So let's get into the actual reason why this mom <laughs> posted this question to begin with, all right? The picture of the kid flipping the camera off and sticking out her tongue. She saw something. 
I, I would bet you all the money in my bank account that she saw somebody else doing something and it seemed kind of cool. Maybe there was a little bit of a charge around it. Maybe she knew it was a little bit bad. My guess is that this child is going to end up at some point with quite a lot of what we call the rubber band effect, right? Of, of supposed to be good, supposed to be this, supposed to be this. This parent is setting this daughter up for a lot of rebellion later on. This might be purposeful rebellion right now, but to be honest, at five, I doubt it. My guess is that she just saw something that seemed a little edgy or seemed a little neat and just did it. <laughs> she is five years old. We are not all with the impulse control or the well thought out reasoning about why. I don't think that there's that much to it. So mom has a choice right? Mom could sit her down for another, do you know why this is bad? Da, 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 lecture, which it sounds like she did. And then the kid is going to do exactly as much as it takes that she has been trained to do in order to get out of that uncomfortable situation, probably with very little actual understanding of what the mom is upset about. The only thing that that child wants in that moment is to make that stop. So she's going to do the things to make it stop. Or Mom could say, oh, all right, <laughs> good thing we can take digital photos and delete all 100 of these. Although I might save the best one just to show later, like a graduation slideshow or something. And then, you know what the conversation with your kid is? It's very brief and it's very much like, hey, did you know that's a bad word finger? And like, you can do it with me sometimes, but like when you go to grandma's house, she would think that's really, really upsetting. So we don't want to upset grandma, right? Or if you do it around other kids on the playground, like their parents might not want them to play with you. And so we just, you know, there's a time and place. Like that's it. That's all. And it's not a lecture. It's not a you did something bad. It's being able to look at different situations and how you want to behave in those different situations. And it is also showing your kid that you are on their team. That is always the thing that I come back to. How do you show your kid, even when they screw up, even when they have all the sass in the land, how do you show them that you are on their team? One piece also that I really wish I could talk to this parent about is the part where she is very clearly worried about what other people are going to think. She wrote, people will think my kid has no home training when in actuality she does. Yeah. That to me is like a big neon sign of insecurity up above her head. She's so scared of what other people are going to think of her kid. So, and this is hard. I care. I get it. <laughs> this, I think, is a, a very common fear. And sometimes we care what a specific person might think. And sometimes it's more like people in, you know, philosophically. But either way, I do think it's our job as the parent to really examine what those fears are and why. Because it's not the kid's responsibility to understand and pacify all of your fears. It's our job as the parent to be like, oh, that, that pushed a thing for me. Why did that button get pushed? Ooh, buddy, <laughs> why is that thing feeling so raw? Our kids don't come to the table with a whole adult lifetime worth of understanding and baggage <laughs> around these particular issues. She's just taken a cute picture. We think, oh my gosh, it's the middle finger. It means all of these things, right? So we have to be the ones to do the work. And this is 100% why I started my Connect with Courage parenting course. I have to say, it's right here. It's a 10-week it's a course and it's all online. And each week we spend an hour and we dig into like our 
our barriers, our things that we come to the table with to see how they're impacting our parenting. Because we invited our children here. <laughs> they're our guests. It's not really their job to accommodate us. We, the grown-ups, have to figure this thing out. So, in any case, I, uh, I wish that little feisty kid a lot of luck. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Recreate Parenting Podcast. As always, I want to invite you to set aside and honor some time for creativity every single week by joining the Play With Purpose monthly membership group. You can find information about that and everything else I've got to offer for you creative parents at royadato.com. That's R-O-Y-A-D-E-D-E-A-U-X.com.